announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. to another badass rock star episode of the hemp revolution i'm your host sonia gomez the hostess with the mostest and in today's episode we are going to be visiting yet another entrepreneur's dope ass journey to freedom that's such a lie cbd does not give you cbd industry does not give you any freedom whatsoever (laughs) either way we are on the fun road to building an incredible business. Our guest today went to college at ODU, Old Dominant University. Following college, he helped start a biodiesel manufacturing company. So super cool. Can't wait to talk about that. I'm so (laughs) into sustainability. Once the owner sold out of the biodiesel plant, he became a professional poker player for four or five years. I'll take 10%. After that, we called Black Friday. I had to find a job. So he had to find a job. He became a recruiter, then promoted up to director of recruiting. And after five short years, recently he left that position and joined the online CBD retail experience. Dravaganza. And I can't wait to hear more about his journey, the tri- the challenges, the triumphs that come along with all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome our guest today, Brent Kims. What's up, Brent? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for the intro. That was a great intro. I like yeah, it. You're welcome. Ooh, I am super excited. First of all, let's just pay homage to the Batman and Star Wars paraphernalia. <laughs> on the walls super huge fan myself so nice glad glad to be in good company here tell me a little bit about your journey in the industry so far how long have you been in business so i started the my llc in april and i had my virtual doors grand opening if you will in july bit of a headache to try to get credit card processing get the website and shop set up i actually originally had gone i had everything set up in shopify and as i learned later shopify isn't very cbd friendly i think they are now but months ago they weren't so I had to end up changing platforms from Shopify to WooCommerce. So it was a little bit of a headache to just get going. But once I finally did get going, I opened my doors in uh, July and haven't looked back since. How's it been going? It's been going, it's going pretty good. Uh, it's pretty steady. It's slow as all startup business can be, especially in the retail industry. And in particular, having an online business where I don't 
uh, had that benefit of, you know, just like the foot traffic walking in. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit trickier. You can't advertise either technically with like Google or Facebook or YouTube or anything like that either. So it has had its own special challenges, um, which uh, have been interesting to overcome. So it's a bit, uh, you know, slow, but steady, just going in the right direction, definitely trending in the, trending up and trending in the right direction, which is good. Nice. Are you featuring your own brand or are you doing other people's stuff? Other people's for right now. The goal is to eventually have my own brand through white labeling, uh, you know, type resources. I'm hoping, you know, if all goes well in the next year or so, give or take. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. And then the, uh, the ultimate end goal is to have my own farm. I am hoping that eventually the United States laws change favorably towards all cannabis. And when that happens, I do believe that's going to happen. But when that happens, I'd like to have my own farm, uh, have my own strains, my own brand, my own oils. Ideally, I'd want to be a hemp and, uh, and cannabis farmer. So one day. Love, love it. Where yeah. are you located right now? Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth area, but in Fort Worth. Cool. Texas. Very, very yep. cool. Interesting landscape down there as far as the oh, uh, yeah. temperature around CBD. Mm-hmm. Are you pretty private about your involvement or are you like? Oh, no. I'm no. Invo- yeah. Wide open. So I did, uh, truth be told, I did get started just a little early before the laws all changed a couple of months. But in June, I believe it was June, uh, House Bill 1325 passed, which effectively allowed uh, for hemp production and hemp derived sales uh, as well. So in the retail space, there's a few rules that they have going on. But in the end, everything was basically everything was legalized in Texas, even though it was already, you know, technically legal nationwide. Texas hasn't, hadn't actually updated their you know, state laws to mirror that of the federal government. So theoretically, everything was kind of illegal, uh, even though it was legal in the national you know, spotlight, it was illegal still here in Texas until June. And then that officially took effect September 1st. So now I can say I am open and I don't really have to worry too much about it. <laughs> Nice. Nice. I'm, you mentioned a little bit of the challenges that you have, that you've been faced with in kicking Mm. off your online store advertising being one of them. What are some of the other things? And, and just to give some pre-frame to the question, we have a lot of folks who are listening and trying to figure out like, what am I up against? What's the best way for me to enter into this industry? Is it brick and mortar business? Is it online? And everything comes with its own set of challenges and there's plenty of ways to overcome what are some of the key areas that you have had to find creative solutions for? Okay, good question. So I would say the first, the biggest one was the credit card processing. That was extremely difficult, especially early on. It's getting a little bit easier now. I know that there are some um, you know, companies out there that are offering lower rates than they used to. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that there's some big players like Square getting involved, which is really, really good. So it's a little bit easier now, I would say. So folks that are now getting into the industry, I don't think the hurdle or the challenge is going to be as large as it was for myself and for other folks you know, who came before for me. How much changes in three to six months, right? A ton of changes. Actually, ever since that congressional meeting that they had about, I think Congress met about a month and a half ago or so to talk about the whole uh, logistics of legalizing and things like that. But after those meetings came the allowance of uh, unions of, um, of uh, union banking to uh, back CBD companies and hemp companies. So ever since then, things seem to be getting a little bit smoother for CBD companies, hemp companies, but there are still some processing issues. You have to be very specific on your website or in your store. You can't make any claims, you know, no FDA violations, uh, anything of that nature, obviously. And in fact, I had one that, I mean, they 
went through my website with a fine tooth comb to make sure I wasn't making any statements or uh, claims of treatments or cures or anything like that, which I don't do. So, yeah. Um, but I would say the, 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 the uh, credit card processing part was the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome. And then I would say next, you hit the nail on the head earlier with the advertising. It's actually really frustrating. Facebook won't let you advertise. You can't advertise on Instagram. Although I've seen some advertisements on Facebook and Instagram. So if people have found loopholes, <laughs> I tried to find that loophole and got my ad account shut down by Facebook. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't do it very well, I guess. So there are companies out there though, apparently that are doing pretty good campaigns that are I guess, kind of circumnavigating the rules a little bit to allow some of these advertisings. But point is, I can't advertise. I tried and I couldn't do it. But Google work keyword, ad keywords, can't do that. No YouTube pre-roll ads, no Facebook ads, no Instagram ads, no LinkedIn ads. I did have to get a little tricky with some LinkedIn ads, but the conversions weren't really there. So I stopped doing that. You know, Yelp doesn't do me any good because I'm an online store. You know, it's just, it's the, the hurdle there to try to get the name out and get the word out that I exist has been probably one of the most difficult parts in addition to getting credit card processing. You and everybody else. Well, not yeah, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> everybody got like three or four companies from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some people do black hat, some people do white hat. And then there's, there, there are a lot of really great strategies to be able to effectively market. And we've been able to do it for three and a half years really well nice. and are starting to work, you know, starting to work with some folks and helping them do the same thing. We're actually, we're not an agency and we're, we don't even have our own brand, but we've been a, a part of this for a long time legislative development, building one of the largest online platform and education platforms that is on the web today. And we, we have one of the largest messenger bot subscriber lists in the space. And, and so we created some really cool ways to be able to navigate through the process of advertising online, especially leveraging social media platforms. So after I'll share a little bit more about how we're doing that, but the good basis of it is building a community. And I think this is something that a lot of brands are really missing is like, you know, our consumer base here is becoming higher maintenance mm. and they want to know why they should buy from you. Mm. And when we put a purpose behind a passion or a passion behind a purpose, that's how we can build profitability. And we really, but we brands and as people behind our businesses have to put an emphasis on community and why Agreed. we do what we do the way that we do it. And what is the bigger purpose that we're a part of? Because people want to feel like they are a part of something. Otherwise they feel like they're doing nothing. So this theory mm -hmm. is how we've been able to build a list of a you know, a following of over a million people. We've nice. impacted over 50 million people around the world. You know, we, you we're using email messenger, all of these different tools effectively to market CBD brands, but everybody is connected through the community. So mm -hmm. I'll definitely share more about that later. But just for those of you guys who are listening, remember that while you're building your brand, building the community simultaneously, if not before, is like giving yourself your own focus group. Kim Kardashian did this really well, well, well when she was starting to launch perfumes, for instance. She had built such a massive following in social media. And I know she's an extreme example, but she built such a massive following in so social media that a lot of the decisions she made in business were based off of what her consumers um, or followers were telling her 
what, how, you know, how to design the bottles and what to do with A, B, and C, and D, and they, she used it as a focus group. So just some key considerations for you guys while you're out there fighting the good fight is uh, who has your back, but your community. So the best thing that you can do. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. In fact, that's kind of what I started doing before I even created the the brand or a name for the brand. Actually, I didn't even have a name picked out, but I started a Facebook education group. I started doing a, a vlog of like a, how to start a business vlog, essentially. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. To, it was like a 17, 20 part series, something like that, of just teaching people, just following this, my lead and what I was doing and just trying to teach people as best I could on how to start a business and how to, you know, be free essentially and not have to work, you know, at a, at a desk job or in a cubicle the rest of their lives. And so I thought, well, let me try and build a community through showing people how to live their dreams. And then also with educating people about CBD uh, before I even had a name picked out. In fact, uh, some folks in my Facebook education group were actually kind of spearheading, uh, not spearheading is not the right word. They, they helped vote on the right logo. I gave them a list of like three or four different logos and they helped pick uh, the logo that I use now. So I even used the Facebook group community to help me when it came to picking out my logo. Yeah, that's see, that's the way. That's the way to rock it. So, uh, poker. Yeah, long time ago. Feels like almost uh, a couple lifetimes ago. <laughs> Did you like wear the glasses and the hat and the? Game? No, no. I like yeah. talking to people, as you may be able to tell. I, I'm I'm just a talker. I like just to, you know being present. I don't do the headphones, although I'm wearing some now. And and I <laughs> bought some for poker, but I never really use them. The only time I ever use my headphones when I was playing, or still to this day when I play once in a while, is if just the person next to me just is like, you know, extremely annoying or drunk or something like that, then I might put some headphones in just to kind of zone in. You could wear headphones uh, at poker? Yeah. And usually in a tournament, uh, you catch game anytime, n- nobody cares. But in a tournament, places will let you wear them until you get to the money, what they call the money, which is where a certain number of people have busted out of the tournament. And then they, they kind of pick a certain percentage where people get paid the lowest amount all the way to the winner, essentially. And so uh, once you reach what they call the money, then they don't usually let you wear headphones or unless you're on a feature table that's uh, televised, they typically don't let you wear headphones either because it's not really good look for TV. Uh, If everybody's wearing headphones, glasses, and you know, not talking, doesn't make for great television. So typically those are the only times you're not allowed to wear headphones, but yeah, usually you can. Oh my gosh. I don't play poker at all. I play blackjack. That's a good game too. It's my second favorite actually. Yeah. Away from poker games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. But my my friends are like huge into poker and they're like, they got their gear and they got their thing going on. And I'm like, dude, I thought it was all about the poker face. Like if you're hiding under glasses and t-shirts and like wearing bandanas, like no one can see your poker face. Yeah. I mean, you can still, if you don't have the glass in there, you still have a very stoic face. And that's usually what I do. So if I'm involved in a hand, I'm not really talking too much. I talk in between hands or when I'm trying to assess like what happened in the play before I might talk to some people or something about it. But um, when I'm actually involved in the hand, I'm very quiet. I'm very focused. You, I'm antagonistic. You know, very, very, very <laughs> stoic. You know, I, I don't move too much. I'm just kind of like sitting there and, and I, but what I'm really doing is just thinking a lot and just trying to figure out what their range is, what, what hands they could be holding, what they've played in certain situations like that, how they've played in similar situations before and yada, yada, yada. Just trying to figure out essentially what two cards they're holding and, once you kind of figure that out, the game gets a little easier, if that makes sense. What's your biggest win? My second place of a, a World Series circuit, or not circuit event, excuse me, a bracelet event that was during the World Series of Poker. I came in second uh, for 385000 something no, like that. stop. Yeah. Oh, 
That was a long time ago though. I don't even have that money anymore. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, I, next uh, question is, yeah. how are you finding the brands and products that you are selling on your store right now? Good question. So the when I first started doing this, before I even bought any inventory, before kind of at the same time when I was kind of establishing my LLC, I was uh, a part of a lot of Facebook groups. And I was just listening to anecdotal evidence, just people telling the groups and like they would uh, something, oh, well, hey, what do you recommend? And then, you know, 15, 20 people would respond. And I just kind of did like a mental tally of all the different brands that people were using and the ones that they found the most success with. And that's how I ended up with, you know, New Leaf Naturals, Lazarus Naturals, CBD Distillery, and a few others. And then what I did was I said, okay, these are the brands everybody's using. And these seem to be the brands that update their lab reports every month. They seem to have, they're very honest and they seem to have a, what's what I'm looking for. They are um, very forthcoming, uh, you know, about what's in their products. And so transparent. I, transparent, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So, you know, they're very transparent about their products and what's in them. And I thought, okay, so these are definitely some good companies. Then I wanted to drill down into what their niche was, right? So for example, CBDMD, very prominent brand, they sponsor golfers and Olympic volleyball teams and things like that. But I actually don't really like their oils that much. I don't think they have the best oils, but what they do have uh, that I think ranks among the best up there with probably Myoderm and maybe a couple others are their anti-inflammatory creams and their pain creams. So basically I bought nothing but their pain creams. Uh, I bought some of their vape oils and some things just to try, you know, kind of get those as an, an inventory, but I didn't buy any of their sublingual oils or anything like that. I stuck to New Leaf Naturals, Lazarus Naturals, the other prominent brands that have better oils than they had any other products. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I just, I found their, each company that I liked, I found their niche area. So I drilled down just a little bit more and just cherry picked kind of their best products to sell in the store. I love it. I absolutely love it. Is this your first go around at, a, at an online venture? For, well, technically, yes, but a lot of poker was online before, as you mentioned earlier, Black Friday, which was in April, you know, a few years back. I played a lot of online poker. So technically it's, although it was my own business, it was online, but this is my first like online retail store, my own business, my own mm -hmm. venture, if you will. So yes and no, I guess is the right answer there. What does the uh, missus have to say about it? I, f I think at first she was more interested in me doing something that was online versus a brick and mortar because of the uh, exit costs that can be associated with, you know, having a brick and mortar. So if you, if you're not successful, you have a lease you have to worry about, you know, you have to pay a second set of water bills, second set of electricity bills, second set of gas bills, you know? And so she was, I think, much more on board with me having an online store versus a live store. But once, once I kind of talked to her about that and, and I sold my car to fund this business, I, I sought funding. You know, I went out there and, uh, to try to seek funding from people, but it wasn't legal yet in Texas at the time. So no, nobody would touch me with a 10-foot pole, uh, which was really unfortunate. But I thought, you know what? Why don't I sell my car and dedicate those funds to starting this business. So once I kind of did that, I think she saw that I was serious and doing all this research and she, you know, slowly but surely just started kind of getting on board with that. And then her and I talked a lot about the advantages and disadvantages of having a brick and mortar versus an online retail store. Mm -hmm. I so, love it. Yeah. And um, the temperature from your community, do you find yourself being a source of education and information for them or 
have you focused primarily on being online and don't do too much in your community? So I do a ton of education and stuff in the community, not just here in my immediate community, but online through my YouTube channel. So I do a lot of educational videos where I teach people how to read lab reports, what different types of CBD there are. So if I'm broad spectrum, full spectrum, isolate, I break it down and I also break down what conditions that they might be best for. I just recently released a two-part series on what are cannabinoids and what is CBD as far as what it is along the cannabinoid scale. Um, did some other videos on bioavailability, just teaching people the different ways you can ingest CBD and what how different ways react with you and how different mm -hmm. ways can get into your bloodstream, how delivery fast system. delivery system. Exactly. So I do a ton of education and I just, and that's just worldwide, anybody worldwide. And whether it be, I've had, I've had people watch my videos from the UK, from India, from China. So it doesn't really matter what the community is. I don't even sell outside of the United States, but I'm happy that those folks can still come to my YouTube channel and learn about CBD. So not only do I help try to educate my immediate community, I can help educate the world on CBD and cannabis in general. Uh, and that is actually one of my ultimate goals of my educational site uh, and my educational channel on YouTube is to just try to change the world's perception of cannabis in general, uh, but especially with hemp and CBD. Where can they find your YouTube channel? Uh, it's just youtube.com slash authentic CBD. I love it. Easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really easy to remember. What yeah. has been something that just like totally inspires you about, about your work? Like, is there a specific mm. particular story that when things get tough, you go back to and are saying like, no, I got just one more push mm. or... I mean, you're still pretty new in the space, so perhaps it hasn't, it hasn't come to that quite yet. Well, uh, actually a little bit. When I was going through my challenges and, and those adversities, because the, those are very strong barriers to entry. <laughs> you know, when you're talking yeah. about being, people being able to pay for their products, that's a barrier to entry and, and not being able to advertise. That's a, two really big barriers. Um, so a lot of times, you know, I would get down. Um, I've even got some videos where people can see me where I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to work. I, I might fail. This might be just a disaster. I mean, I'm, I'm on video it's posted on youtube where i'm saying this to everybody like oh i'm gonna be a failure this is not gonna four work. day beard yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely so what kind of keeps me i don't know if grounded is the right word but motivated actually has been gary vaynerchuk gary v yes love with gary v. yeah i love his stuff i mean it's anytime i'm down i pop in a podcast of his or i'll watch a youtube video where he talks about you know patience and providing value for people and not expecting anything in return, you know, being kind to people, just kindness being greater than greatness, you know, just, just those kind of things that just, you hear other people going through trials and tribulations through his, his interviews and things. And, you, and it just puts things in perspective a little bit. And it's just like, you know what, everybody goes through these, these are growing pains. Every starting company has, no matter what industry you're in. Now, granted, it might be different for hemp and CBD, but it's still growing and, and growing pains nonetheless for any startup. And just hearing other people's you know, issues and then him just kind of preaching to, to everybody just about having those, that patience and dealing with the macro versus the micro and just those kind of things just kind of kept me just going, you know what, I could do this. I've got this. I'm not going to quit now because if I quit now, I'll never know what this could have been. And even now I think about that stuff and I'm, you know, there's times where it gets tough and there's times where it gets a little tough and, you know, and, and I just, not only do I not have quit in me, it, it helps to just watch those videos and just, or listen to his podcast and just go, all right, you know, he, he talks about just go, keep going, keep going. If you quit now, like you'll never know. And not knowing, having that regret would just be just detrimental, I think to my mental health long, long term. So in the macro. So I just keep going, keep, keep fighting. <laughs> Man, sometimes I just need somebody to cuss me out and I just listen to Gary V and just be yeah. like, how fucking selfish can you be if you, yeah. <laughs> 
it's so true. It's so true. I know. You know, one of the, one of his things I've been trying to really nail down in my mentality recently has been don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows. You know, he doesn't hear the booze, but he also doesn't hear the cheers, he claims, right? So it's actually a very good point because there was times where I might get three or four sales in a day and I'm like, yeah, all right, things are going really well. And then I don't have one for a week. And I'm like, oh man, this is depressing. Like, oh, I'm going to be a failure, you know? So I was like, I got to get off this roller coaster and just try to be even keeled and just say, you know what? this is how it is that there's ups and downs when you first start out and it's, you're not going to have a sale every day for a while and just try to just remember, you know, to have patience and just think about the macro micro failures are fine. You're supposed to have micro failures. How are you supposed to, how are you going to learn if you don't have micro failures? It's how you learn from those and how you get through those in the macro level that really make the difference. And it's true, man. That's some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's some good stuff. I, mean, right I, there. I can't take credit for it. That's, that's Gary V's teachings, right? Well, so, it's your I mean, he's the man. So yeah, he is. <laughs> He is, he's really, really good. Yeah. Shout um, out to Gary Vee if you're. Shout out Gary V. <laughs> hashtag follow you. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. I recommend him to everybody. I really do. So. Yeah. No, I'm all over him too. I absolutely yeah. Good, good. Gary. You should be. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. He's so badass. I guess the next thing I want to know from you, especially in these beginning stages, you've learned so much in, in kickstarting. And I love that you're like plugging into people who are like just super powerful in the positive message and give like a lot, a ton of value around how to build and grow and survive and thrive as a business owner. What are some key, what are some key pieces of advice that you could offer to somebody who's just wanting to get started, um, but may not know you know, what to do, or perhaps they don't have the confidence. What are some key pieces of advice you could offer? It's a good question. I would say first and foremost, just do it. I mean, there's, you know, when you're first learning something new, you're trying something new, you're not going to be an expert. So you're not supposed to have the confidence of an expert, right? But if you just sit around wondering all day or, you know, thinking, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later and just procrastinating on it. Well, what ends up happening is you just never do it. And then you're always wondering, well, what if I had done this? It's almost 2020. Um, you know, we have the internet at scale and there are ways that people can just get out there and get started, whether it be through a podcast, right? Or a YouTube video or actually just starting a business. Just sign up for your LLC, pay a couple hundred dollars, just get that going, you know, just start the process. And then from that process and from that experience, you, that's when you gain the confidence. And, you know, it's natural to not have that confidence when you first start. But the only way to get it is to get outside of your bubble and start it. That's the best piece of advice I think I can give is just get out there and do it. Absolutely love it. I will second today's episode with some golden nuggets. And I'll just piggyback right off of what you were saying. This always happens where, like, where I'm so inspired by what my guest says that I'm just like, yeah, duh, that. <laughs> but I will, I will say, frame it a little bit differently and say, imperfect action is better than perfection every single time. There's no such thing as perfect. Get your shit together mm -hmm. and just try. Try even if it means failing and fail forward. If you fail and fall flat on your face, Trust that you have surrounded yourself with people who are going to lift you up by your belt, get you back on your feet, dust you off and spank you right back into line. There's just like, that's what a mom is good for. If you, Absolutely. If you got on your bike and you tried to pedal and you, like my sister, when I taught her how to ride a bike, um, I couldn't explain to her how to stop. And she was so scared of stopping that she wouldn't even start. And so yeah. I was like, just run into something and you'll stop. And she's like, <laughs> it's too little to realize what I had just said. And she actually did it. She just like, she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got this. And then when it was time to stop, she ran into a parked car. 
and mm-hmm. I was like, I, and she like smashed on it like a, you know, like a bug on a windshield <laughs> and fell on the floor and was like, you know, beside herself. And we immediately had to transition into, you know, candy and movies and snuggles and, you know, the <laughs> teddy bear band-aids or whatever. But it just that from that point on, she, that was like, she still did it for like four more times. She like kept hitting the, the parked car to stop until she finally figured out like that hurts. I'm going to find another way. And she did it. So imperfect action is better than no action at all. You never know what you're going to miss out on if you just sit around waiting for things to be perfect all the time. Yep. Secondarily is you don't know what you don't know. So surround your people with it. Sur- surround yourself with the people and the mentors who can guide you along the way and shortcut that path to success. There's quantum leaps that can happen in a condensed period of time if you are listening to the people who are a little bit further ahead and can help you sort of shortcut that. And then finally, I'll say, don't be cheap. Cheap asses do not win (laughs) the race. Don't be cheap. Invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest Mm -hmm. in the results that you want to have so that you can make progress. And if you are having trouble acquiring the resources that you need, sacrifice, sell some shit. I know Mm -hmm. for a fact, you don't need all that shit that's sitting around (laughs) you right now. Sell some Mm -hmm. of it and turn it into flow. Be in flow with what you want to do and the resources. And they say, decide what and when, and the who and the how will show up. That's right. What, when, the who and the how are going to show up. And I, I definitely recommend that you, um, that you do your research and know, find out what you don't know and then surround yourself with the people who do know so that you can make those quantum leaps in a condensed period of time. That is my golden nugget for the day. Any last nice. words that you'd like to share with it? Can I touch on that? Actually, Ah, those couple things you said. Excellent. Okay. So uh, one of the things you said about, you know, don't be afraid of failure. And I think that's really a key thing to tell people or to talk about and and advise people on because you're right. Nothing's perfect. And especially when you start out, you're not supposed to be perfect, right? So you are going to fail. You are going to lose. Like, you know, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you are definitely going to lose. It's going to happen. You're going to fail, but it's what you learn from those failures. That's, That's how we learn as human beings. Nobody you know, gets bo- is born and knows everything. You have to learn. And as you go throughout your life, you learn. And when, you know, you fail, you learn from that and you build and you grow and you, you know, don't fail at the same thing twice. You know, that's kind of, I think, uh, something important that a lot of people just don't try because they're afraid of failure. You have to get rid of that fear of failure and just know that you need failure in order to grow. You cannot grow and you cannot learn without failure. It's impossible. So I, I wanted to say that because uh, I think that's a great point that you made. And also, you know, you said about don't be in cheap. I do think you need to sacrifice and I think that's a good idea. I will say though that if you can do as many things yourself as you can do, I would recommend at least trying that first without having to spend a bunch of money. I feel like I wasted a lot of money on trying to have people build this website and all this stuff when in the end I ended up teaching myself how to build a website and I went in and kind of redid all their work a little bit, which made me think, man, I wish I would have saved this couple grand and I would have that for inventory right now if I would have just tried to do it myself first. Yeah. And you know, the videos, like with my, my videos and podcasts and stuff, it's just me. No, I don't have a camera crew. I don't, I don't pay anybody to do my editing. I do all the editing. I got all the lighting and everything, you know, and I just did that by learning how to do that kind of stuff from YouTube videos basically. But the point is, is 
you can learn how to do some of these things. Now, if you're not great at something, like if you don't want to be on camera and you're not, you don't have a camera presence, that's okay. Maybe you're a good writer. Or if you're not a good writer, maybe you're good at creating content for like Instagram or Facebook. But there are definitely some things that you can do that you don't have to pay somebody for. And then those things that you just can't do, then you need to go out and find somebody for them. And like you said, don't be cheap. You get what you pay for. So if you have to sell some shit around you or sell your car like I did, you know, if you can, if you can live without a car, you know, go for it. You have to make those sacrifices. And if you do make the sacrifice, don't be cheap on it. I definitely, um, I definitely agree with what you just said. I think educated investments are the most important thing to, to be aware of and do your research, know who you are paying to do the job, you know, and the sale is easy. The follow through and the follow up is tough. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I would have done more research on my, when I was finding somebody to help me create a website and all these other things, I, I probably wouldn't have, have chosen the company that I did. And so I wish I would have had your advice uh, a year ago. <laughs> so we're a year too late, but Hey, now we're trying to help you out. And you know, <laughs> now, now you can listen to us and do your research. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And if you're looking for resources, check it out at theemeraldcircle.com. We only align ourselves with people who have proven results in the CBD space. There's lots of talented people out there, not negating anyone else's experience, but it's a tough transition because a lot of the things that feel 100% normal for you in business are not applicable in this space. So, you know, go ahead and check it out at theemeraldcircle.com. We have some resources there of people who have proven results and just want to help get, you know, shortcut those things for you guys, because we've spent, you know, a quarter million dollars making mistakes and, Mm -hmm. and gaining some incredible traction. So if I can help save anybody, any money and time, (laughs) um, that is what I want to do. Well, I don't feel so bad now. I've only, I feel like I've only made about five to $8,000 worth of mistakes. So I don't, I don't feel that bad then if, you, if you're talking quarter million here. <laughs> yeah, well, we've invested over, over the last three and a half years about 200 plus thousand dollars into building our community, wow. into building our you know, mentorship programs, online certifications, you know, and just going through the trials and tribulations of you know, investing into mentorship that didn't work or you know, contractors mm-hmm. or not really. I think I, our biggest mistake ever was not really having a clear a picture of what we wanted. We saw what everybody else was doing and what everybody mm. had. And we were like, okay, great. Let's reverse engineer what they're doing. And then we went on to that, finding out too late that we, you know, after investing a bunch of time and money, that that wasn't necessarily something that felt in flow for us or necessarily something that we were passionate about or that the intricacies of the business wasn't purposeful enough for us to want to stay committed to it long term. So it wasn't like we were just like, oh, fuck that up. Oh, fuck that up. It's like we, I think we were searching outside. We had gone through just a little bit of a background on the business track here. We had gone through a pretty significant transition and really, really terrible partnership going completely awry where quite literally our partner emptied the bank account and just disappeared and we were left with zero dollars and you know about ten thousand dollars in debt and with the exception of what was in our personal bank accounts which was minimal you know our business paid for everything so yeah brutality 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just a rugged, rugged time period. And that it, when you suffer that kind of loss or when you, you know, when looking back, I can say like, we were negligent. We, we trusted somebody with everything without having any insurance or any agreements or, you know, any of the things that feel totally normal now. Um, we did a lot of handshake deals and, and trusted, you know, a very, very close friend with, well, quite literally with the bank and the, wow. you know, and, um, and it was a, it was a close friend too. It was a close friend. And wow, it, you know, that is just very unfortunate. I'm sorry that that happened. That's yeah. It, not everybody's, not everybody's, um, I guess has the morals that they should have. Right. That's, totally. Well, that's unfortunate. You know, addiction played a role in the, uh, in the yeah, like yeah. A new, a seemingly new habit developed and mm. you know, whatever. So it, it people is like what that. it is. Yeah, yep. it is yep. what it is. And, and everybody has their own journey. And I think for us, it was, it was the huge eye opener that brought us into digital marketing. Before that, we had run brick and mortar businesses for the long, for a long time. Time, my now husband, who was then my best friend, and his ex-wife were running a successful lotion company. They were growing all of the herbs that were, you know, aromatic herbs that were infused into the products. And, you know, so it was a completely different model. And once we decided, once all of that happened, we were like let's do a digital thing that gives us time and location freedom hmm. and, and hopefully financial freedom. So we, <laughs> you know, we joined an MLM and an online MLM and neither one of us could hardly send an email and with, but I could sell my face off and within 26 days or something, we had made 20 grand Wow, and we were selling a high ticket product and that is, capital to invest into a mastermind. And I think in, in over and over and over again, we rinse and repeated this model of like made, make a bunch of money in an MLM or a network marketing or direct marketing company, spend it all on mentorship, trying to get the results that they have realizing too little, too late, that that was not our passion, you know, really having to heavily invest into tech stuff because that wasn't our skill set. And just in the last couple of years, we've been able to bridge the gap you know, I ran a successful coaching program called the Transformation Code. I did all of this stuff. The point of me sharing all of this with you guys is that two things I realized and recognized. You can't pay your way into success, number one. Number two, when you're doing something that fulfills you with purpose and you have passion and it fe- you feel like you're in flow with the universe, you're not forcing anything, that's when you're going to get the best results. And then, And then finally is you know, do your research on who you are paying because it, you want to like, you can't throw money at a problem and expect it to get fixed. You just like what you're saying here is you had to go back and learn what you could have done in the first place. And it cost you a couple thousand. Well, yep. It cost me a couple thousand, but it took me 20 times, not one. Yeah, right. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's just a learning process. And so it's been, it's, it's been a tough, but really, really great road. And because of that, I'm able to mentor and, and help people, you know, overcome a lot of those, a lot of those adversities. And I've built incredible relationships with folks that do have proven results. And I'm like, I've personally paid you. So I know you can help somebody else with this, <laughs> or I would pay you if I had the money um, <laughs> to come in and help some of my folks with this. So it, came, uh, it, you know, it comes full circle. It came full 
full circle. And I'm really, really excited to be celebrating the success that we have Good. achieved thus far. So I'm excited Very for nice. what you're doing because it's a, it's a grassroots movement of you know, starting small and allowing that ripple effect to grow and building, you know, community and conversation. I love the education that you're doing. That was a lot of what caught my attention. Thank you. Let me welcome you onto the show. Yeah, and, thank you. And all of your social ha- handles will be right here so that people can follow. What are some last words that you'd like to close today's interview with? Last words? I don't know. I can't think of any actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, uh, perfect. I mean, well, we've, we've covered a lot actually. Tell um, them where they can find you. You can find me uh, pretty much at any of the social media. As, as you mentioned, but also getauthenticcbd.com. That's the educational website, getauthenticcbd.com. And you'll find all of my YouTube videos there, blog postings, podcasts. I try to get as much educational information on there as possible. In fact, that's the primary goal is to have people learn about CBD before they buy, whether it's from me or anybody else. I want people to just learn first, then go find the right product for you, even if it's not at our store. So check me out at getauthenticcbd.com. I love it. You heard it here first, guys. This was a really good interview. Absolutely love it. I love talking about all of the business side of things because I know that you guys are out there trying to figure out how you can take advantage of the fastest growing cash rich industry in the world right now. There's so many different ways to enter in, so many different ways to succeed, lots of pitfalls that you have to be careful of, but more tools and resources that are available than ever to help you get through and um, let's say bridge the gap as you're, um, as you're going down your journey. If you are a consumer and you are looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results that you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com. If you're a budding entrepreneur or existing business owner and you need tools, resources, mentorship started, go ahead and check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. All of the social handles will be available to you inside of the blog post, along with the show notes and highlights from today's interview. I'm your host, Sonia, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you guys on our next show. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to another rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.